Crow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. I know you want to grow your business because let's be real, who doesn't? But the reality is, is that if you don't know your business persona and you don't fully know the stage of business growth that you're in, you might accidentally waste a lot of time, money, and energy focusing on the wrong things in order to get your business from where it is to where you want to be. And if you know anything about me, you know I am obsessed with the show Parks and Rec, which is why I created a really fun and free quiz to help you figure out your Parks and Rec biz persona, which will help show you exactly what you should focus on for your next steps of business growth. So to take the quiz, you can head right on over to bit.ly forward slash biz growth quiz to find out your Parks and Rec biz persona and then get custom advice from me based on that with what you should focus on next for your success. This episode of the Sell It Sister podcast is going to be airing on the day after Election Day in the U.S. uh, in 2020. And you might be listening to it on the day it comes out live, uh, or you might be listening to it in a few weeks, months, or years from now. And things might be pandemonium. (laughs) You might be like, I don't have the bandwidth to listen to any podcast today. Uh, I'm just going to practice some radical self-care and lay in bed and watch Parks and Rec for the 150th time, Uh, which sounds like a a perfectly amazing idea uh, if you ask me. But I had asked recently on Instagram for some ideas of things that you wanted to hear about on the podcast. And a friend of mine had said, you know, why don't you talk about talking about politics in your business. And I thought, wow, what a great episode to air during a really politically charged time when, uh, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that as of the airing of this, as of, as of the debut of this episode, we probably won't have any answers on uh, who won the election just because of everything this year and with mail-in ballots and, and all of that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I feel like this, this is a good time to talk about it. Um, and, and, you know, you could refer back to it in the future because regardless of how things go, it's not like everything is just going to be, uh, sunshine and roses. Like at least in America, there's uh, a lot of stuff that we 
we still need to work on. Um, so I wanted to start this by uh, talking about something from about three years ago, almost four years ago now. So at the time of the 2016 election, obviously when uh, when we found out who was going to be the next president, uh, it was, you know, if, if you if you know me, if this is not your first time becoming acquainted with me, you probably know that I was uh, very, very upset and dismayed, uh, much like many, many Americans and people around the world. And a few months later, um, in the tiny village that I was living in at the time in upstate New York, uh, we had, you know, our, our village government and, uh, I was part of the democratic caucus there. And interestingly, our village elections take place in March. So this was January. And so, you know, the same January that uh, Trump was inaugurated and, and everything. And I had gone to the women's March in DC and, uh, and I've been very like politically active and involved um, pretty much since high school. So none of this was completely new to me or anything. I I know there were some people who it was like, oh my gosh, I have kind of been ignoring this or not paying a lot of attention. And now I'm scared I'm going to get more involved. Um, And that's great that more people got involved. But for me, I have just been very open about my, my opinions since I was probably about I don't know, 14, maybe even earlier than that. Uh, so in our, in our village, we had lived there, um, for many, many years at that time, I think, gosh, about seven, eight, something like that. Um, and the democratic caucus was running two guys for, uh, the village board. So two trustee positions uh, and then there was the village justice position, which, uh, unlike the trustee positions, only came open every four years. And it happened to be a year that it was open, and they wanted to run a full ticket. So I had actually been at the um, New York State, I forget what it's called. I think it's called like Family Planning Advocacy Day, something like that. But it's basically this big uh, event that is, I, I want to say it's like co-sponsored by um, Planned Parenthood, but also some other organizations that work with um, reproductive health and reproductive rights in uh, in New York State. So I live near the capital of New York, Albany, and so I went there uh, for the day, for like for this you know kind of like half day, this big half day event, and it was that night that we had our caucus meeting, and some of the members who had known me for years they had said, you know, hey, we we want you to run for this position. And I was like, uh, I have no legal training whatsoever. I can't possibly be the village justice, but thank you. Um, and they said, oh, actually, no, in upstate New York, in small towns and villages, um, you don't you don't actually need any, which was, you know, shocking. But it was uh, like it came from a point in time when way back in the day when you might not have like an actual practicing attorney um, in your super small town or village. And so it came with some training and stuff that would would help you. Um, but I was like, okay, uh, I, I guess I guess I will, right? I guess if other people have figured it out, 
who have like less formal education than me and everything. Like I know I'm a smart person. I'm well-educated. Like I'm good at learning new things. I am terrified, but sure. So that night, the caucus um, nominated all three of us. We were going to do a full ticket run and we had about seven weeks to um, campaign in freezing cold in upstate New York in winter. So for the next seven weeks, um, my husband and I and many other people who we knew started knocking on doors and talking to our neighbors and letting people know, hey, the election is coming up. And for the first time in a long time, the Democrats are running uh, a full ticket. So if you are sick of the status quo, you actually have you have options this time. And most of the people were like, I didn't even know there was an election coming up. And that's like a whole other story. Basically, our village just for years and years um, had not been advertising the election because what they would do is um, like, you know, a few days before they would just call all their friends and say, oh, hey, don't forget to vote on Tuesday. And it would be same old, same old, like the mayor would just kind of put people on the board who, you know, were kind of like yes men and yes women. And it, it was just really a mess. And so we were like, you know what, no matter what happens, we just want to get out the vote, right? Like that was more important. We wanted people to be able to be empowered, to know that an election was happening. And, um, you know, even if they didn't vote for us, that they could at least exercise their right to vote because nobody else who was running the village was going to be uh, notifying them of the election. I don't remember the exact um, numbers, but like voter turnout in the past had been terrible and we maybe doubled it, something like that. Like it it was a lot, lot, lot more. I wish I could remember the exact numbers, but um, in the end, the two trustees uh, that I was running with, they won. I came very close. I was like 69 votes away um, I didn't win. I'm actually truly glad I didn't win. Um, I wouldn't have even been able to fill my whole term because we ended up moving um, at the end of last year, at the end of 2019. So I would have had to give up my term early and uh, it would have been a huge, huge time commitment. Um, but it was more of, you know, I, I was just proud that we we got those two guys on the board because honestly, the justice can't really do anything political or in terms of, um, you know, like village legislation or like anything like that. Like the justice literally just like tries people in village court. So I wouldn't have actually been able to be super politically active had I got it anyways. Um, but all of this to say, the reason why I'm setting this up for you is when I was asked to run, I said flat out, I was like, I I'm going to do this my own way. I am going to uh, show up as myself, as the Erica that people already know. I'm not going to sanitize my image. I'm not going to scrub my Facebook page. I mean, even though it was, you know, set to private, whatever, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go back through and take things down that could be potentially used against me. If people are going to vote for me, they will vote for me, like real, true, authentic me. And they were like, okay, you know, that's fine. And I was like, okay, good. Cause that's, you know, that's what you're going to get. 
And lo and behold, I had some old um, roller derby headshots on there. And somebody who was obviously friends with me, because again, my account was set to private, had gone through and downloaded some of them and then given them to this uh, brother and sister who were just like true adult bullies, uh, in our, in our village. And, um, I I won't even go into like all of the other stuff with them, but basically what they were doing is they were trying to discredit the three of us with just like really ludicrous stuff. And what's funny is that they couldn't really find any dirt on me other than these pictures. And in one of them, I'm like, I have like my middle finger in the air And I have like a very like tough looking scowl on my face. And it's a picture that I love. Uh, One of my best friends, Anne, took this picture of me. It was like some of my earliest headshots um, in 2010 when I was um, playing roller derby before I came back and um, was a referee in years like later. Uh, And the interesting thing is, is a lot of the people in the village knew that I had played roller derby. And, um, even when I had taken a bunch of years off, they still all assume like that I was still actively playing roller derby. And whenever I would bump into people around town, they would ask me about it. And, and these are like, a lot of these are like older people, like people who you might not assume would know or care at all about roller derby, but they, like they, they loved it. They loved talking to me about it. They'd be like, Oh, are you going to, you know, play again? When are the games? Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and it was great. It was not something I ever felt unproud of, right? It was never anything I felt ashamed of. In fact, just the opposite. It's, it's one of the things that, you know, even though I was not phenomenal at it, I'm still really proud that, that I did it. Cause it was, it was very, very, very hard. And, um, and so this brother and sister, these adult bullies were trying to say like, is this the person that you want? Like, look at this. This is profane. Is this who we're going to have representing our village? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care at all. And at the time I actually was back in roller derby as a ref and I had these, uh, I have these gorgeous, um, shots from our annual league photo shoot of me in like my ref outfit. And again, I look super tough and I have booty shorts on and like fishnets and, and everything. And I love, love, love this picture. So on my Facebook page, like, so I had created a separate page that was like Erica Tebbins for village justice. And so I actually put up that picture and I spoke right to it. I was like, Hey, yeah. Like, you know, some people online have been talking about like my involvement in roller derby and I, I no longer play. I, instead I ref, I'm a skating ref and here's um, a recent photo of me. And like, let me tell you about, you know, roller derby and how much I love it and what it signifies to me and how proud I am. And just all of this stuff. It was a very like honest, authentic post. Um, and then the, the brother was like, I don't know, he was commenting stupid shit on it and whatever. But I just put it out there like you, you think that you are trying to drag me, but I am not ashamed of this. In fact, I will openly post updated photos of myself in booty shorts on my page that says I'm running for office because I don't care. This is who I am. And yes, if you are voting for me, I want you to know this about me. And if you are going to judge me negatively because of this, 
then that is up to you. I can't control that. And I'm not going to try to change your mind. Like you get, you have autonomy. You get to do what you want to do, right? So all of this to say that in my own business, where I'm essentially asking people to vote for me with their dollars or with their referrals to other people, I want people to know what they are voting for, right? I don't want someone who is, uh, you know, aggressively anti-choice and like, you know, anti-LGBTQ rights and, you know, is hashtag all lives matter or whatever. I don't want someone like that to come into my space and pay me their money and, have to, you know, like, and, and I make like emotional and and energetic and mental and physical time for this person who fundamentally has a value system that is in direct opposition to my own. I don't, I don't need that because there are billions of people in this world. There are so many people who are a perfect fit client for me, right? And this doesn't mean that all of my clients are, you know, identically aligned in every belief with me. In fact, like many are not. Um, but I I don't have a problem leading with my values and openly sharing what could be viewed as political content, like in my, you know, on my social media and in my emails and things like that. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again. Our job in marketing is to attract the best fit people and repel the people who are not a good fit. And I choose to approach everything in my business as often as possible with an abundance mindset instead of a lack mindset. And a lack mindset would say, just be very vanilla, be very neutral. You don't want to offend anyone because, you know, if you're more neutral, then you could potentially get more clients and have more money and more success, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, well, if there are millions and billions of people in the world, and then like lots of those who have businesses too, and also have a similar value structure to me, then like awesome. Like then I I am looking at it from the point of view of there is no shortage of perfect fit people for me out there. Are there hundreds of thousands who don't yet know I exist and might never know I exist? Sure. But I am choosing to believe that there are enough other people who feel similarly to me, who are going to like vibe well with me, that I don't need to worry about the other people that I might be offending. And to me, this is not about like, oh, like, you know, being more like divisive or like polarizing or, or like, or like, pulling people, you know, in opposing directions and, and all of that, like that is actually not how I am. Like, interestingly enough for even as like liberal and progressive as I am, our son's godfather might not really like a godfather. Cause it's not like a, it's not like a Christian thing, but whatever the like non-Christian version of godfather, the person that you would like will your child to, to take care of in case like Chris and I both died 
Um, he is one of our best family friends. He's my husband's best friend. He's a lifelong Republican. We get along super well. We've had some of the best discussions ever. I have other clients as well who like we might have opposing viewpoints on some things, like not not from a values space, not like a deep values place, but just, you know, like topical things that might be a little different. We And like these people are my friends and like we have great discussions, right? So this isn't about just being in an echo chamber and more of the same and pulling people further and further apart. That's not it at all because I view it as there's a difference between like surface level politics between being like, you know, I think that the zoning law should be different or that, you know, the tax codes or this or that or whatever. And my actual core values. And if you have values that directly say to my values or to me as a human, I don't think that you should have the same rights as other people or as me or, you know, whatever. I don't really, I don't, I don't need you. I don't need you in my space. I don't need you in my orbit. I don't need you on my calendar. I don't need to be taking your money, right? Because there are other people who you are probably going to like, you know, click with better than me. And I don't need to be worried that every time I like speak my truth on Insta stories that I'm going to like piss you off and you're going to come to me and like ask to break your contract and ask for, you know, a refund or whatever. I don't, I don't need that in my life, right? There's enough other people that I know are on the same wavelength with me. I'm not going to sweat the people who aren't. So that is why I really don't have a problem speaking about my truth in my marketing, because I'm trying to attract the best people for me and repel the people who are not the best for me. And just like I did when I was running for office, you know, and again, I lost, right? I lost, uh, which ultimately is, was truly fine with me. Um, but it's, it's just, a, you know, it's the truth. I lost. Maybe I could have done some things different and swayed you know, 70 more people to vote for me, but I didn't. But at the end of the day, I was proud because I did what we set out to do, got the trustees elected, informed more people about the election so they could exercise their right, and I stayed true to myself. So if you vote for me with your dollars, with your referral, with your time that you spend here each week listening to my podcast, I appreciate you. And I also want you to vote for me because you know the real me and not a watered down sanitized version of me that is not actually aligned with your, you know, you, you assume, you assume I'm aligned with your values and then you get, you know, blindsided later and find out I'm not, I don't want that. There's enough other people in the world for me, for you, for all of us. So yeah. So thank you um, to my friend Petchy for telling me, uh, for, you know, suggesting that I, that I do this, um, who knows what is happening in our world this week at the time of this airing, but I hope that this encourages you most of all to speak your truth in your marketing and trust your truth and trust that it will bring the best people to you. And as always, happy selling. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 
and then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.